0: for the Bushnevich, out in front, Tarasenko, score! Oh, there's the line we said, had to show up for the Blues, and they just did! Bushnevich, Tarasenko, St. Louis got the lead! With a drop, Tarasenko shoots. Scores! He does it again! It's a two-goal Blues lead! Left for Fiala, but outlets towards the empty net. Head in! Tarasenko with the hat-trick!
1: Welcome back, everyone. What a victorious, fantastic night. It turned out to be. Didn't feel like it the whole time. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is (laughs) Wednesday, May 11th, officially where I live. It's Tuesday, May 10th, where Ian lives. What's it like in the future? uh, You know, it's uh, the Blues won, so it's great. It's positive. Only well, one here too. Um. Wow! What a night! What a night!
0: Um, it's. Uh, I think you described it well. texting Back and forth. This, you know, you think this series is going one way, and then it goes another. Or you think this <laughs> game is going one way, and it goes another.
1: Yeah, it's, it has it's been like... very
0: unpredictable. Like I know a lot of people are like, it's going six or seven games, and obviously it's at least going six. But it definitely. I don't know. It's just like a weird, uncharted like. I'm not nodding my head like, oh, yes, of course. This is what happens in this series. I'm like, okay, I guess we're leading 3-2. This is cool.
1: Yeah, and somebody I saw made the point. Um, it may have been one of the Dangle Boys, might have been Greg washinsky or something, but they made the point like, this has been one of the closest first rounds ever overall, but like none of the games have been particularly close, and I, they're talking oh, yeah. they're talking across the NHL, and I think that's largely true for the Blues too. Although I think you know most of the Blues games look a little more lopsided on paper, right? Do. Empty netters and whatnot, but we're we're talking four zero. 6-2 Minnesota, 5-1 Minnesota, 5-2 Blues, and 5-2 Blues. Like, those don't look like close games. Um, mm-hmm. This one, obviously, closer than that lets on, but ultimately kind of not. I mean, we'll talk about it, how it progressed, but the Blues kind of – put they kind of, uh, you know, took the knife and jammed it through their eye and into their brain and killed them in the third period. Mm-hmm. So. There's an old an old classic. We did not talk about that as much since the old uh, Stanley Cup win, but that's a that's a throwback. There's a very lovely up close view of you, by the way.
0: <laughs> you yeah, like my pores? Like, yeah, I'm doing a pretty good for
1: <laughs> right? I'm, I'm enjoying them. Yeah. Um so I guess we just hop into this. Do we want to, do we want to mention that the, uh, that the, uh, the draft lottery <laughs> happened and Montreal shockingly got the first pick in it?
0: Yeah, oh, that's what a, what a shocker. I was least. really pulling for um, Seattle. Yeah. The
1: least surprising result in history. Maybe Seattle can get Connor Bedard. Um, Montreal I saw a first. Tweet.
0: Oh, as I was gonna say, I saw a tweet from a Chicago fan that was like, I don't mind that we don't have a first this year, blah, 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 because, and they listed all these reasons, and I think they uh-huh. were being serious, and one of their reasons was Seth Jones, and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope. no, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> this, the rest of your list is invalid.
1: Yeah, um, Montreal first, New Jersey second. There's already a lot of talk about New Jersey potentially trading that pick for JT Miller or Kevin Fiala. Um, Arizona third, Seattle fourth, Philly fifth, Columbus uh, with that aforementioned Chicago pick will draft sixth. Uh, They will also draft 12th. Um, Ottawa draft seventh, Detroit eighth, Buffalo ninth, Anaheim 10th, San Jose 11th, uh, Columbus again, Islanders thirteenth, Winnipeg fourteenth, Vancouver fifteenth, and Buffalo has their second pick. Um, that comes from the Golden Knights for Jack Eichel at sixteenth, and obviously we don't know the rest of the league because they're still in the playoffs, and final seating is yet to be determined. Um, this draft isn't supposed to be crazy. Um, Shane Wright, you know, I think is very good, but not necessarily at certainly not like a Connor or David Austin Matthews level guy. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bothers me less that Montreal conveniently wins it in their hometown. Um, But that certainly does seem convenient. I will say Um, otherwise who cares, you know, Um, frozen
0: envelope, frozen ball. That's right. That's
1: That's always how it works. Letty and uh, Bortuzzo back in for this game. Positive, big step forward. The Blues are starting 11 forwards and seven defensemen as they have, I believe the last few games, the projected lineups were Shino Riley Piran, Saad thomas Kairu, Bucinavich, Barbashev, and Tarasenko, um, and Torpchenko and Bozak were the extra forwards. <sighs> um, Nick Waddy and Colton Pareko were one line. Kali Rosen and Justin Falk were another. Nico Mikola Bortuzo were the third, and Perunovic was expected to be the extra defenseman. Um, he saw, I don't know how much ice time he actually saw. I can look that up. Um, but I did see him rotating a lot on the non play minutes um, yeah. a,
0: fair, a fair amount today. I was um, going to say, I didn't, so, see him, I didn't see him a lot on the third, but I guess um, that kind of yeah, makes sense.
1: But I don't think we had any power plays then, so that might make sense. Let's see. He was at uh, 11.23. So, you know, a little a little more ice time than Bortuso, so even hardly hardly getting squeezed, wow. I would say, more than Bozak and uh, Torpchenko, so... <laughs> Seems like uh, for for a guy in the position he's in, seems like uh, Baruby has a little bit of confidence in him. So um, first, get some quotes
0: talking really highly of him. This or like today earlier, like really, really complimenting him, like his composure and not feeling like he was in you know in too deep in the playoffs. So I mean, mean, he obviously has a lot of confidence in him.
1: We'll talk about it right away here, but that dude looks like he's quarterbacked in NHL power play for years. I mean, mm-hmm. he just looks so in control and in command out there. Um, and, you know, that's, that's going to be fascinating. I, there will be a lot of talk about potentially trading him this summer. I'm sure. And any of the big packages were discussed in. Um, I don't, I don't want to get into this now. Cause obviously we've got a whole summer to talk about it, but I, I could very well see this as a season where the blue's, make very minimal moves um a summer which i know doesn't sound as exciting but they've just got some pieces that it's probably best to just let them play here another year and see how things kind of fold fold into place you know um but i certainly would be kind of surprised after this series if we did then go and move Perunovic. but let's jump right into it um <laughs> 10 minutes into recording uh early in this game there were a couple of controversial according to the booing wild fans non-calls against the blues Um, and then there was a Barbashev. there was a trip against barbachev that also got booed because it did get a call Um, but to me i think that was clearly the most obvious of the Perceived penalties in that sequence. Um, And I think the wild, uh, this game had a lot of wild fans and uh, wild media members being kind of babies, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, O'Reilly scores on the power and the ensuing power play gives us an early lead. And Perunovic, you saw him shine here. He is already just incredible at holding the line. Um, in the offensive zone on the power play, maybe the best we've seen. I mean, the only guy I can think even comparable is Vince Dunn. And I know that there are those who think um, that's kind of damning him with faint praise, but, um, <laughs> you know, I don't think Vince, a lot of Vince Dunn's puck possession skills aren't, aren't in question, but um, He kept it in, I think at least twice on this sequence. And then eventually was the one that took the shot that from the point, it rebounded, shin shot it again, it rebounded. And then O'Reilly scored um, once the net was effectively empty. Uh, It was very good. Any thoughts on that goal?
0: This is a, this is the dirty goals you got to get. I know it's on the power play, but getting those rebound goals, um, that's, It's O'Reilly's forte. It looked like they were trying to do it all game. I thought this line, too, because it was O'Reilly, Shen, um, and Perron out here on this power play together, too. Like, that line, even at even strength, was, like, fantastic this game. And Mm -hmm. you could see right from the drop of the puck, even on this power play, that they were, like, locked in, ready to go, looked all business the whole time. Um, Just a great call. I'm glad they got the lead early just to give – themselves a little bit of confidence cuz you don't want to go down you know a couple goals early in a building that can get pretty loud um so I thought this is this is a good stress relief pool
1: yeah um ultimately didn't relieve much stress but that <laughs> has nothing to do <laughs> with the goal itself um
0: i mean they looked really good in the first half of the first period like i thought they actually looked like they had were taking chances um at 5 on 5 and they they controlled the play for the most part. Like I think at one point shots were like nine three ish, mm-hmm. like halfway through the period. Um and then the flip or the switch flip there. God,
1: Teresinka is such a precious gem. I can't help but read this quote. Um Everybody listening to this knows what happens in the game. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford <laughs> says, Teresinko on whether it was a matter of time before he broke out, which seems like kind of a weird question. He says, it's not the time to think about any achievements. The biggest thing is we won the game and we move on to the next one. At this point, from experience in 2019, we learned that only wins matter. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, mean precious, precious, precious butterfly.
0: So you had the ESPN broadcast, right? So... Yeah. on ballet sports they interviewed him after the game mm-hmm. um and at one point pang either either pang or jk asked him like hey like after all their regular questions about his goals and how the team's doing and stuff they were like hey so kaprizov's doing really good on the other side you know fellow countrymen does he i think they said does he inspire you to like play like even harder and blah 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 mm-hmm. and you could see tarasenko's face was just kind of like really quizzical and he was like no, I don't really like know what he's doing. <laughs> like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like trying to play and pretty much the same thing. I and mean, we're just trying to get the win. So I don't really pay attention to like other people. <laughs> and then, and then Pang was like, was kind of laughing when they, you know, that was the end of the interview. And he's like, all right, we'll talk to you later, Vladia. And Pang was talking to JK and he's like, you know, I, I wouldn't expect him to say anything different. He's like, "Who, who said that last time we interviewed him? And you could see that JK was like, I don't know. Like, don't ask me. I don't care. I don't know. And J.K. starts talking and then Pang cuts him off. He goes, oh, it was Huso. It was Huso. (laughs) I can see, I don't know. I don't know if John Kelly just doesn't have, if his resting face is just annoyed. Uh But like, he always looks at Darren like, dude, just let me do my job.
1: (laughs) Please just shut
0: up. I hope they're, I mean, they sound like they're <laughs> friends. I hope they are, but <laughs> yeah. JK's face looks like he's just so tired. <laughs> Stop.
1: Fucking talking, please. Um,
0: well, I mean, it's good to hear from Teresinko, though, because, I mean, it sounds like he's locked in. I I really hope they're able to carry that, like, that locked in momentum, that, that 2019 just get it done attitude into next game, because I feel like if they can, then... I mean, then that's a series.
1: Yeah, Chris Long, former set of Saint, former St. Louis Ram, tweets that seven minutes straight of uninterrupted hockey in the third was satisfying as hell. Keep it, keep it. Tuned to the real ones, Chris Long. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's speak about Vladimir Tarasenko's countrymen because um, there was definitely a period in this game where I was <laughs> thinking, you know, I'm I'm always running the the post mortem of a series in my head in advance. <laughs> I don't know if you're like that, trying to I'm write that obituary. Like, <laughs> I mean, not even always the negative side of things, but yeah, I'm always thinking about like, okay, if if this is how the series plays out. Hmm how will we understand it you know and and at this point after these next two goals i was just thinking i guess this is just the series where it's like yeah that sucked but we were facing a much better player and it was literally just that player you know mm. um but caprizov scores back-to-back power play goals the first one from spurgeon and fiala um i, I love Nico mikola but i don't know if he's it uh he uh didn't do anything to clear a a big screen in front of Bennington. Um, Otherwise it was nothing special. Pareko gave too much space to the uh, best player in the game in this series. Um, And uh, Mikula didn't clear the screen and bingo, bango. It's an easy goal for Kaprizov. Nothing. Um, Bennington could even conceivably do there. You even saw him kind of, kind of stand up and give a, a head shake like, well, not on me, you know? <laughs> That was the which, breaks. which I'm glad is I'm glad he's composed like that at this point, because I mean, mm-hmm. that that's the truth. But, you know, you wouldn't want him to let that get into his head. Um, the Wild did complain a lot about penalties early on. So they got another power play pretty quickly after that. It was a slash on Thomas against Kaprizov. I mean, it was a slash. Um, there's no arguing that, but it just feels like a weak thing to call in the po- postseason. But they called it. Um, and Kaprizov uh, then proceeded to score his seventh goal of the postseason, uh, another powerpoint goal from Fiala and the Lizard King. Um, he beat Pareko to a puck that uh, clearly Pareko should have had, and then shot the puck behind. The net it came back to him and in virtually no space at all he hit the absolute top corner to give the wild the lead uh jeremy rutherford at that point tweeted going back to Kaprizov's two power play goals uh it's a tough sequence for pareko on the first he could have gotten a stick out on the shot not sure if it would have prevented the goal but couldn't have hurt on the second he got out muscled to the puck by caprizov uh prior to the goal um this, you know, this whole sequence was just a, a display of Kuro Kaprizov's dominance, uh, and I think it really showed just what a game changer he is. I think I, I think I almost underestimate even still how good this guy is because he just really took over this sequence and looked like, uh, you know, some kind of absolute superstar.
0: Kaprizov is like Kaprizov, Kaprizov, whatever you want to and call him. Feel comfortable yeah he's he's their only star but that's all they need apparently <laughs> um yeah i was kind of worried at this point i was like well he's he's had a hat trick already this series what's stopping him from having another one what's you know stopping a few of these guys from jumping on his back I'm just like i hey, like when you have a game breaker like that it's just it's always scary i mean we kind of know obviously teresink was never had a hundred point season like caprice always had but like they're mm-hmm. of the same ilk in the sense that, as we'll talk about later, all of a sudden a player just—they're
1: both Russian.
0: Yeah, that, thats a, that's, a, that's the only one. <laughs> but like that, they can just score, like they can just take a game over. Mm-hmm. Like you can be down, and it's like, nope, it's it's in our favor now. Um, and he just has that. He has that ability. He has that speed. Um, he's 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 great. I like
1: who's he's unreal if they had a good jersey like any mm. good jersey i'd buy one of him in a heartbeat um
0: i know they got it i hope the reverse retros next year are like something good
1: bang yeah i was saying too it's like i just kind of underestimate how good he is i hope mm-hmm. he's uh i hope he's a in ea sports nhl cover athlete
0: i think it's definitely yeah, good, news, good news
1: um ea sports can put more focus into nhl now that they have terminated their deal with fifa as of today which is a shocker because that is a uh, big license for
0: them so. why would you do that well I it's yeah it's stupid as hell.
1: very very particular and surprising yes um but in any case uh Kavrasov scored those two. Pareko didn't look especially good in those two um, either, but uh, the Blues did enough to hold on and not allow a third going into the second period, which I thought was critical. Um, There was a lot of rough housing, if you will, um, that involved Braden Shen. It involved uh, Marcus Foligno, who's just such a little nobody, as you correctly pointed out on Twitter. Um, the least, the least impressive of the Felino brothers, which is just, oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> um, what an but, insult! But um, early in the early in the second, and uh, the ESPN commentators at least were talking a lot about toughness, and our supposed lack thereof, our lack of physicality, um, and they said the Blues needed to be tougher. And I just, I, I was thinking, I don't think the Blues need to be tougher. I just think they needed to be better. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and around <laughs> the same time, Tommy, Tommy Hummel, friend of the, friend of the podcast, Tommy Hummel, um, at Hummeltown on, uh, Twitter tweeted, uh, the Blues had nine different 20 goal scores this year. So far the this playoffs, they had, uh, had only four different goal scores after 13 periods, periods, uh, Bucinavich, Saad, Shen, Thomas, no goals so far, um, I don't know who the other one was. Barbashev, I guess, was probably the other one who didn't have a goal to that point. It feels like the team doesn't adjust. Um, basically, at that point, right before the Kaprizov goals halfway through the second, where they uh, kind of went flat, um, they just they were just flat and they looked lost. They looked confused. There were a lot of turnovers and mistakes. They didn't control the puck very well. Um, and I ended up tweeting with about five minutes left that they just needed a bit of puck luck to go their way. Um, and they needed something to bounce in their favor so that they could go into the second period. I think the words I literally said was like, go into the intermission tide, drink some coffee and try to be awake for the third period. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, I'm not calling myself a Nostradamus or anything, but I think that's kind of how this game worked out. Um, the sod goal that came late in the th- second period from Kyra and Thomas um, you know, it was a beautiful play by um, Ta- Saad, but it, it's a lot of puck walk. There was a weird bounce in the middle. Thomas got it. It somehow got to Cairo along the boards. He, he did the thing that he was getting a lot of criticism for not doing, which was just putting the puck on the net. Um, and Sa- Saad managed to get a, a piece of it and tip it in past uh, Mark andre Floyd, dare I say it, Ian, uh, uh, Joe Pavelski-like mm. tip into the net. Uh, if well, you, you wouldn't know
0: that Joe Pavelski was any good at that, though, because <laughs> of how underrated he is. No, just, yeah, he's, no one he's talks
1: almost never mentioned, but yeah. he is quite quite skilled. Um but yeah, I mean that was a. At first, I thought it was like a real puck luck, like what the hell just happened? It went off somebody's mm-hmm. shin, kind of play. Um, and then when I saw the other angle, I, it really was a gorgeous tip by Sawd, it, But it's still like you get the you got to get the right bounce, you got to have the right positioning and everything, and it worked out. The Blues tie the game when they didn't necessarily deserve to. Um, and uh, you know, you just a one goal lead should never feel insurmountable, um, but a tie game just felt that much more manageable and felt like, you know, I would not have gone into a third period. If the blues had played that way in the second, we went into the third down a goal. I would not have felt good about that at all. And with the goal, I just felt like a, a thousand times better about like, I was nervous. I was scared, but I at least felt like we had a shot. How were you feeling?
0: Yeah. I felt the same. Like I was really just like, you can just even this up before the third period or uh, before the second period ends, like, you're in a much better position because, yeah, being down 2-1, you just think the Wilder and put a stranglehold on you um, in that third period. But that, like you said, I think that side goal is the epitome of, like, what this team needed to do and started doing, I guess, a little bit more in the third period too, um, which was just put pucks on that and, like, get in and around the net. Like, it seemed like we were passing up too many opportunities to actually shoot the puck. Um, I think that was really indicative of like Kyra's play too. Like I think in the second period, he was doing a lot of kind of gliding into the zone, turning around and waiting for guys to kind of come in that he could hit with a pass. And then he would end up getting picked off and they weren't they never got the puck in deep into the wild zone. And so even this goal towards the end of this period, uh, Kyra's in deep. He's, he's taking a shot from like the goal line basically. And it's like he, he started to do that even more and more in the third period. Like he was actually skating in trying to get behind guys. And I was like, yeah, if you're moving your feet, I think that's that's a good sign that we're actually playing well um, and playing with some energy and some pace. And I think it started around this sad goal, and then it carried over into the third. I think they goal aside, they actually started playing pretty strong in the last like five minutes of the second period. Yeah, um, and thankfully, yeah, thankfully that translated to the whole third period more or less.
1: Yeah, which uh, started off the way you'd want.
0: That kind of a period to start off with Teresinka
1: scoring about a minute in. Um, this is kind of what they hadn't done the whole rest of the game, where they had a really committed forecheck and just mm. played hard and played physical and got the got the goal they needed. Um, Falk chipped it in and just went for a line change. It was kind of a nothing play, but Navich saw an opportunity and raced behind to get the puck. Um, Tarasenko sort of saw what was going on and took position. And even though there were three or four wild players there and just those two blues players, really, um, Buchnevich had a nasty backhand pass to Vova for the goal. Um, also that pass went right past Spurgeon's stick. So, you know, fuck him, that little <laughs> fucking clown. Um, God, man, I, I really nothing the wild before this series, and now I really don't like
0: the <laughs> Yes, join um, me.
1: Yeah, you already hated the wild, so I can't, I can only imagine how you're feeling. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, that felt good, obviously. You, you want that goal, but you also would love the other one. And usually, that doesn't come for the blues, usually, it's kind of hey, we got the goal now, let's immediately turtle. Um, mm. <laughs> and this time, tarasenko again, uh, just kind of the classic tarasenko goal you're dropped to him, he's got the space, he whips the snipe, it goes bar down. Um, God, he's so he's so freaking good. I mean, he's still, I now I never thought he'd get back to this point, but he is back again to just being one of the most lethal pure shooters in the entire league. I mean, his his shot is almost unmatched to hit corners from where he hits i mean he's what 20 30 feet away from the goal on that shot and he just yeah. makes it look like nothing against mark andre Fleury, who you know you can talk about maybe he's struggling this series but he's certainly not a bad goalie it's not like not like he doesn't know positions and angles and all that stuff and there's just nothing you can do when tarasenko fires that kind of a shot with that kind of accuracy um mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, what do you think about Tarasenko's resurgence and, and making a big
0: statement in this period? Yeah, up from the, the Lazarus pit. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's played really good this whole series, I've thought. Um, he scored a couple other goals, right? Did he have a hat trick Only one before, um, No? Okay. No, Perron did. Only one oh, one that's, right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Okay. Um, but, I mean, this is kind of how he's always been in the playoffs, too, right? Like, there's been whole All series right. where he's looked – pretty good but he hasn't really shown up on the score sheet and then there's been series that they played like in the cup run where he'd have like a couple games in a row where he just looked unstoppable um i mean this is when you want to get hot you want to get hot to close out the series and it's it's, yeah seeing Sango score in the playoffs is just like nostalgic i guess like it's Uh just very like oh yes this is this is the dopamine hit I need. This is exactly <laughs> what I want to see.
1: Teresinko doing Teresinko things all season has just been like a shot of adrenaline. Yeah, It just, like, just feels oh, so good. You. I just, I mean, like at this point, I'm like, compl- I don't even know if it makes sense for the franchise, but just keep them here at any cost. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I just had to laugh for a second because, um, our our listeners can't see this and cats wouldn't understand it even if they could but uh, i've got this <laughs> painting behind me uh, that involves a, a light bulb that has like you know the glow coming off of it and when i lean back in a certain position it's just like a, a, have halo. a halo yeah exactly yeah. it's just kind of funny um it looks scr- like there's smoke coming out of you. <laughs>
0: that's right i should
1: screenshot that and show it to people but i won't cuz i'll forget um at this point, I mean, I didn't take a lot more notes because you know, when you look at the course before and everything, it was a pretty even period, but really it felt like the blues, you know, I think after that second goal, there really wasn't any threat that the wild were gonna take this back. They had a couple of chances, but it would, you know, nothing
0: yeah. nothing thought, too frightening. I thought the blues did a really good job of like effectively turtling new yeah. age turtling, if you'll and <laughs> you turtling. Um as the kids would the say, disturbed yeah,
1: of turtling, yeah, they're <laughs> the, best. yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> uh, same album for the last twenty years. That's, that's right.
1: Um, Man, that's are Land of Confusion on shuffle today, and I'm I'm regretting it ever since. It's such a banger. Yeah, <laughs> like to that they, before bed. Oh, it was
0: good. That'd be a they, terrible um... decision. <laughs> no, it's a No, Sorry. you want to blast a stupid thing in a bed. That's what the doctors say. <laughs> <laughs> doctors say wind down. Say fuck that. Wind up. Um, I just thought they, they controlled the puck a lot in the third period. And whenever they got it into the wild zone, like the wild were trying to cheat, obviously like they should to try and get the game tied up. But the blues had a lot of two on ones. They actually took the shots. Um, and then when they didn't have like a play, it was just down the boards. And there was even one, a time where Prawn is definitely, I know this is legal, but I know they probably just tell you not to do <laughs> it, but Prawn just like literally holding the puck with his skate. Well, like four mm. wild players are all jabbing at it and there's no other blues around and he's just like well I guess I'll just do this while the lines like, I'm kind of surprised that whole crowd like that crowd didn't go ape because I would think almost anywhere else it's a bit, the, I fucking hate this guy but I Perron's, was like he killed 10 seconds like that
1: Peron's willingness to just be such a miserable little troll is seriously
0: I'm super underrated oh, he's been God. like that for forever they did yeah. that against um, the LA Kings, I think it was. Uh huh. I remember in like 2013, because we still had him then. He was like our only player that played any good. And he literally would just like drape himself over quick and quick would go freaking ape on him. And Pram would just like turn around and skate away. And he did that like repeatedly. And I was like, yeah, dude, I, I, if I was another player, I'd be so pissed. They were also going after O'Reilly like all game long. And like this weird attempt to like get him off his, I don't know. He's just not like an emotional dude to me. And I don't know what their deal was, but like there's a one point where he had the puck on the boards and like wild play, like the, the blue, the wild player tried to hit him. He kept skating. Another wild player kind of skated over. He just kept skating by this other wild player. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, what did something happen with O'Reilly? It was just very weird. Sorry, you were going to say something.
1: Oh, I was just going to report officially that Adrian Kempe has scored in overtime one minute, twelve seconds then oh, to give saw the saw Kings in a three to two series lead. Connor McDavid is in hell. I saw, <laughs> I saw this right before I muted the game and, and came over here to record with you. I heard them saying something like, "Connor McDavid's doing everything he can to carry this team across the finish line." I'm like, "Yeah, that's his whole career."
0: Yeah, Didn't we I all say
1: know that? that. You don't have to report that like it's news. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, God, yeah breaking news.
1: This isn't Connor McDavid's role. Connor, 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 it's me. Connor. Talk, <laughs> you can't lose to the Kings, my guy. My brother in Christ, you cannot lose <laughs> to the Los Angeles Kings. Jeez. You cannot. <sighs> imagine Imagine you're Connor McDavid and Adrian Kempe is streaking down the ice. <laughs> And you know in your soul, you know in your soul that your only hope
0: of stopping him from scoring
1: is Mike fucking Smith. <laughs> I was going to
0: say, get a <laughs> fucking goalie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, you have guys. to
1: reckon with the knowledge that Adrian Kempy, who was born after Mike Smith was drafted probably is about to ruin your series and probably win the last game you'll play in Edmonton this season, because I'm thinking the Kings take it in six at this point and all your hopes too. That's what I'm saying. Oh, maybe I said that way, but yeah, I mean the last game you'll play in Edmonton uh, and all your hopes are pinned on friggin' Mike Smith. Like, oh, no. Ah, what a team. Also, uh, goodbye, Predators. See you. Um, yeah. Teresinko scores the empty netter at the end of the period uh, to seal it, but I think it was effectively sealed before then. Um, the Blues were fantastic in the third period, even though the Corsi four doesn't necessarily show. I mean, it was pretty, easy, pretty even, but the Wild had the uh, lead there. Um but we did have the better of the expected goals, better of the high danger chances, especially in the third. We had two. They had none. Um, maybe those two were our goals. It's always hard to tell. Um, but in any case, very effective period, I think, from the boys. And I think your point about turtling intelligently is really well taken. I think they did kind of the opposite of what they did the last game, which pissed me off so much. Um, uh, before, before the final two goals, you know, where they were just kind of like, well, hopefully we can just hold it for a period and a half against the wild. I think mm-hmm. in this one, they were very smart about it and, you know, played, got pucks and did what they had to do, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I was, again i'm sorry i'm <laughs> my brother sent me a photo of dean evison and i was really hoping it was that gif of him um but it appears to just be a, st- a still photo um is, but,
0: is yeah, dean but yeah evison like the angriest piece of wood you've ever seen in your life like, <laughs> that dude very, is so he's very,
1: old he's a very angry wood man um sometimes your best just isn't wood enough ian <laughs>
0: that's right um uh, it's it was it was uh it was a very interesting game i just didn't i did not expect them to come out in their beard and just like completely shut down the wild at home um mm-hmm. it was it was unexpected i i'd like to see some more offense out of this team like just from different people like hopefully that starts to come into effect but we'll see i don't know steven's steven's been sent to the moon
1: so late oh i googled i had to send this to you so you can actually see it oh god (laughs) it's a tweet the original tweet is from paul charkian Charkian. charchian and it says cam talbot's last regulation loss was 70 70 days ago <laughs> and John Kolodjeski retweeted it with a GIF of um, DW from Arthur reading a sign on Arthur's door and saying, "This sign can't stop me because I can't read." <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: so sorry. Oh. oh my god, I'm retweeting
1: this right now. <laughs> oh,
0: <that's- laughs> live tweeter yeah <laughs> oh my oh god man. i'm dying i mean they, okay. they're gonna have to they're gonna have to start talbot right
1: like they're gonna have to they have to it's like a no win situation because they either they either they either start talbot i mean it's a win situation i guess that they start talbot and win but if they lose with either goalie at this point they're kind of <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> um Oh god that was good. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about it. Composer sorry about the district professional podcast. That <laughs> got me so good. Uh all right. Um but yeah, my, my earlier reference after the second goal, they cut away to Dean Evison. and I haven't seen the clip anywhere yet, but it was just the perfect kind of sort of guess, and uh I hope that can well that. on a podcast, but What'd you say?
0: I can't believe he actually did, you know, did the lip blow yeah. because, like, <laughs> it's like very he's, pronounced. He's an angry. He's a very angry man, and that's, you know, yeah, he's screaming, Fuck me. Like, I think does.
1: A, an NHL coach would avoid expressing that level of emotion, but he didn't. So, um, Blues won in this game take the 3-2 series lead back to St. Louis. We can talk about predictions at the end of this. Um, what did you make of the, the shinstigation and the Rusodius behavior? Uh, Michael Russo just whining about it on Twitter, and you made the point, and I didn't really see it until um, until you kind of pointed it out, and Ethan Carter also friend of the podcast, Ethan Carter, uh, really going off on Michael Russo and his uh, like intermission like video tweets. Um but um, kind of tweets like a fan, which is, I'm always sort of like, there's a part of me that's always like, it's sort of weird that we expect sports journalists to to not act like fans of the team that they were around all the time and covering all the time and live in, all, you know, typically live in the city of. Um, but then you see it done and you're like, oh, I sort of get why we don't do that now. <laughs> you know,
0: like, it's just like a line, right? Like, you can kind yeah. of be. Like, JR, and like, when you're positive towards your team in a sort of fan way, that makes sense. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, what an amazing performance by Kaprizov, like, you know, a crazy shift. What a what a beast or whatever. Like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of be, like, questionable. Like, I've seen JR be like, you know, I don't, like, Greenway. Greenway's kind of getting some hits up high. You know, we'll see what the rep, you know, if that continues or if the Blues respond to that. So kind of, like, plant a little seed. Maybe, he th- you know, maybe he thinks... The wilder doing something kind of silly or whatever but yeah mm-hmm. russo will straight up be like whatever he said he was like shen pushing spurgeon over flurry like what a surprise shen at it again or whatever and it's just like dude really like i i just don't know how you can tweet that sort of crap when you have like freaking felino on your team and greenway and all these like knuckle draggers where i'm like mm-hmm. dude come on yeah. like did you see i i know we have think- on our team i i i understand that but did you see felino like I don't know what blues player it was. They showed a replay where he was skating by a blues player and he's obviously faking. He's going to hit him in the head with his stick, but he does like, like come at his face, like, Oh, oh like as he's mm-hmm. skating to the bench. And I was like, what an effing weirdo. I'm like, I don't know. I just stuff like that. Doesn't really bug me in the sense that I get just like playoff hockey. So I guess it bugs me more when it bugs like Russo, who's like, sees this all the time. Like it's playoff hockey, man. They, they, these dudes like play mind games with each other, hit hard, and they're like trying to get any edge possible. And you're like, yeah. I can't even believe they would do this. Like, I really? also
1: think the moment your captain tried to shatter one of our players' ankles. Um, completely removed from the play in any way. In game one, you kind of forfeited the right to bitch about physicality and and shape yeah, and behavior,
0: well even you know? even paying on the on the broadcast tonight was talking about like how oh you know they they're trying to target Prunovich because he's you know green. They're trying to target. They're trying to target like Thomas and Kyra early in that line just because obviously they're younger and they're they're not quite as physical. You can kind of push them around a little bit more. And even Pang was like, well, "Well, watch for the Blues to kind of go after Spurgeon, like because they're going to try and answer back." And I, I don't know what JK said, but Pang was, I mean, very matter-of-factly kind of cut the whole sort of happy-go-lucky act for a second. He's like, "That's part." He's like, "That's part of the game." He's like, "I know." I think Pang or like Keller is basically trying to say, "Like, oh, you know, do you think they'll be part of the Blues' strategy?" And he's like, "Yeah, like it's that's just that's the game within the game." yeah john is like that's just what they're gonna have to do now and i was like even darren pang gets it <laughs> like it's that's just right. part of the game um
1: yeah, and i don't think
0: we've you know
1: i don't think you saw many blues fans really bitching about i mean you complain you, you talk crap about a guy but like nobody was calling um the foleno hits dirty or anything
0: yeah nick foleno really lit cairo up like totally yeah, clean
1: cleanest day and do i, I watch that like look, like, it,
0: but yeah do I watch it in Grimace? I'm like, oh fuck. Like, sure, but I'm not like, what a dirty piece of crap. I'm like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just that the playoff hockey is just different. These dudes try and get in each other's heads. They try and piss each other off you know, like 10 times more than they do during the regular season. And so, yeah, I guess maybe that's a, It's just the fact that Russo, who's like a great reporter, big at the big at the athletic, um, can kind of fall into that a little bit too, where he's like, ah, oh, Shen's son of a bitch and it's like really come on man this is kind of the whole brad marchand thing where like i totally get people want to shit on brad marchand but like i'm also Mm -hmm. sort of like yeah but i also like brad marchand you know what bad example because that dude's in a whole different stratosphere i think that dude's so hated that it's like a it's like when people love the heel sort of thing. Like I'm sure there are, there are people that really don't like Brett Martian, but I feel like even the people that don't like him have this weird turn (laughs) where they're like, I hate him so much that I'm like, he's kind of cool now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, he's definitely, he's definitely rounded that bend for whatever it is that Randy Orton bend, you know, you Mm -hmm. can't even, I mean, Randy Orton is finally a face for the first extended period of his (laughs) career, but like you couldn't even make him a heel right now if you wanted to Um, so yeah, that was a whole, that was a whole thing, but ultimately, you know, the blues played the better hockey, I think at the, Mm -hmm. at the end of the game and that's how they won it. Uh, Jordan Bennington has been fantastic in two games. Mm -hmm. There was, I saw a weird series of tweets where it was like just a couple of different people who were like, well, Bennington hasn't been great, but you know, Huso wasn't great either. And I'm like, what evidence is there that Bennington hasn't been great? I mean, he's been, he's been fantastic in this game. He's, He's faced um, – how many did he have today? He's faced 62 shots so far in the playoffs, allowed four goals, um, has a, a goals against average of exactly two. Like, you know, I mean, obviously no, it's – Yeah, no five-on-five five goals tonight,
0: both power yeah. play goals. like
1: Yeah, heavily screened on the first one, nothing you could do about that. The second one – Uh, there's really nothing he can do about that either. It's a a literally perfect shot from one of the best shooters in the league. So like he made a lot of big saves. There were moments, you know, I saw him kind of glove glove a puck through traffic um, and just kill it in, in late in the third, you know, in 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 a play that I think during his rockier stretches of the season could have easily gone a different way. I think we saw him there kind of just, just catch it and and roll with it. And um yeah, just I think he's looked really, really good. And um we talked a little little bit about it last time, but I just think this is kind of the best case scenario for the blues, even you know, even if we somehow still lose this series, let alone lose um, you know, in the next series, like having Bennington back, playing confident, being the starting goalie again, I mean, that can only be a good thing for the Blues in the short term, but especially in the long term as well.
0: Yeah, I think this was probably the best case scenario goaltending-wise other than obviously who's standing on his head and winning us a cup or whatever, right? Like this mm-hmm. is the goalie that we're locked into long-term with that contract. And if it's, if it's him or it's the guy that's UFA this year that you want to succeed, you want it to be <laughs> – the guy that you have on the contract already yeah, you're paying $6 million to a year. I mean, I thought he looked really good all game. He was moving around a little bit in the first period at some holes that I was a little worried about where they weren't really hitting in the net. And I was like, Ooh, he's kind of all over for a second, but I think as the game went along, he looked really composed. And I don't think there was like a lot of rebounds or anything coming off of him. You know, it was like pretty much like you're saying, when I hit him, it was dead. Um, And I'm, I'm very confident in him moving forward. In this series, at least for sure, um, I think this is exactly what you needed, especially with like the defense being as decimated as it was. I mean, I know we got Letty and Bortuzzo back, but you need your you need a steady goaltender back there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it's late. Your computer's having some issues, so we'll try to move it's a quickly little here, but, um, Vova had his teras ha- Vova had his Terrasenko moment. Vova had his hat trick. <laughs> um i mean we talked about him already it's just a shot of adrenaline every time you see him succeed and and you know if he can be that kind of player going forward that's just a a game changer for the franchise you know even even if somehow we did decide to trade him now like his value will be sky high um there's just you know obviously it's a good thing all around anything you wanted to say about him in particular
0: uh, it's just good to see, him, like we said earlier, locked in, and I think that only bodes well for free Game Six.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Jordan Kyrie is another player. Like he looks, he's looked good. I've, he's f- fetched a lot of criticism in this series, I think, and I think one of the things that's kind of the flip side of the coin on him is like, you're seeing him a lot because he's active and he's touching the puck a lot. And he's Mm-mm. making a lot of plays and he may not always be the right player, the play you want. And he may not be putting as many pucks on net as you'd hope, but like he's been involved, which I don't think you can say as confidently about a lot of other guys, your Barber shows, your, you know, even, even Thomas and some of those guys before this game kind of look like backseat guys and Cairo was at least, at least getting in the mix. Do you have any thoughts on him?
0: Yeah, I mean, like we've talked about before, it's just a matter of how he plays the game, but I think you're right, too. It's like he's out there a lot. Ruby's not benching him. Um, he's obviously getting all those touches, and they're putting him out in key moments, too, and not trying to shelter him. So I think that's, that's part of the growing pains, I think, too, is like you're getting a guy that, you needed to be able to give minutes to a guy that needs to be able to play 15 plus minutes a night. And they're, they're letting him do that in, you know, high, high octane games, games that matter. And like you said, sometimes it's not going to work. Sometimes he's not going to be making the play that you want. He's going to be making a low percentage play because it's sort of who he is and that he's going to try and go for the home run play. But but when it does work, it's, it's brilliant. And I think, the only thing that he could ever do that would improve his game overall um, It's just always moving his feet. You know, I think they mm-hmm. talked about it on the broadcast night was like he's doing the right things. He's trying to make these plays. Those are the plays that he only he can make. Um, so he should try and make them. But he just has to like be able to skate through the zone into the zone and kind of get it in deeper, if you will, rather than let uh, someone pick it off of him right at the blue line. But I thought he. I mean, I thought he looked engaged. I think you have to look yeah. at him. You have to look at them differently. You just do. Like, I'm not saying you can't be critical of him because like if he's if he's if he's a turnover machine, he's a turnover machine. That's not good. But like, I don't think you can look at him if all he's just not throwing the hits. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, man. Like this, he's <laughs> he's a playmaker. He's a finisher. Um, it's just a different book you have to grade him by. You know, in a way. Yeah. Um,
1: and that's fine. That's what skill players have always done. Yeah. When people talk about how Wayne Gretzky needed his grinders. Well, there was a reason for that, you know, like, um, and I'm not saying Jordan is Wayne Gretzky. And, you heard it here first. But, you know, I mean, um, so lastly, on our defense, I mean, I think Perunovic has looked pretty sensational for the position he's been put in already two points. Um, you know, has looked really confident on that power play, which I, th- I think Barubi, to his credit, has used him very well to just say, hey, you're a top power play guy. We're without Torrey Krug anyway, so just take that and run with it. And he's looked mm-hmm. good and, and hasn't been overexposed elsewhere. Colton Pareko, I think, has looked kind of inconsistent. He was phenomenal in the last game with 30 minutes played. This game, he had some real... Head scratching errors, but then kind of turned it around later. Um, but overall on a whole, I think this is probably our best defensive game since game one with letting Bortuzzo back. Um, how'd you feel about that overall?
0: Yeah, I definitely thought this was our most solid defensive game, like where I wasn't quite as worried every time the mm. puck entered in our own zone, at least in the, the latter half of the game, I think keeping everyone healthy or as healthy as they can be, is going to be huge moving forward. Um, I think if you if you didn't have Bortuzzo and Letty in there, which is crazy to say right now, like pat on the back of them, but like if you didn't have them in there and you were running out Santini and Rosen and Brunovich and Perunovic, you couldn't even ice seven defensemen, you have ice, you know, six or whatever with those guys. That's mm-hmm. that's a tall order, that's rough. So I think getting those two back is is a huge deal. And I don't know, yeah. I hope I just hope that they can tighten up what they need to um, for next game. And I think the biggest thing for me is like, I know I go, this happens, I guess this happens in the lifespan of a series, right? Like when the series begins, it's always like the home team comes out flying like in mm-hmm. game one is just trying to like get the crowd annoyed, it, play big hits, you know, game two is a little less. So game three, Oh, big hits because it's the other teams at home. And then game four kind of comes back down. And then you can see in this game with the, Wild already wanted to come out and try and lay some big hits in game five. And I'm like, please, boys, please, 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 you come into game six. I don't need you to be playing a snooze fest, but like, you also don't need to just be like chasing these dudes and just trying to make this big statement. Your statement is just win the game. Like, I think that's what bugs me the most is sometimes in later in series, not very often, but sometimes they're still doing the whole like, we're going to play to the crowd, we're really going to rough you know, we're going to rough up this team we're going to try and try and get them on their heels early. And it's like, you can do that with like, a, just a four check and blah, 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 but don't go chasing guys trying to make that huge hit to get the crowd into it. When really what it's going to get the crowd into is they're just beating the pulp out of them on the scoreboard. <laughs> like, I just want, <laughs> I just need them to like key in and just take it like, like a play, like a road game, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, it's a road game, just wear them down, get those opportunities uh, to score.
1: That's well said um and i think one of the the last point i want to make positively is um we really cut out the penalties i mean literally we Mm -hmm. cut out the penalties because we committed to on the first and and then didn't commit anymore but like literally we we looked sloppy and made some mistakes in the first and did some stupid penalties and then you know by the third you can talk about the rest and you can talk about no calls but the no calls went both ways so whatever it was even if they were calling the games looser, like we didn't get brought in by Foligno and you know we didn't get sucked into skirmishes and things that we didn't need and, and we kept them off the power play where Kaprizov killed us twice and you know they didn't end up scoring at five on five we scored a couple of five on five and that was the difference in this game so great performance I agree with you I think I, th- I I am always, I'm always hesitant. I'm always nervous. I think they can take this in five. I don't know. Or in six rather, they can't take it in five. That's statistically. Impossible. They've done it. It's over. Uh, that's right. But um, I think they can take it in six. I hope they do. Um, I felt kind of confident going into tonight. I don't know how I'll feel on Thursday yet, um, but I, you know, obviously the the Wilder good team, anything could happen. But I really don't see at this point the Wild winning t- both of these and taking the series from us. Do you? You think I'm being overly confident there? Or... Um, I mean, no, I know I, we're I, both I... pessimists by nature, and <laughs> neither of us wants to admit this. But if we're trying to be fair and and balanced in our
0: evaluation, fair. um yeah. I mean, I would think that the blues obviously have the better shot. And like, I always feel better. Even if you, even if you go up three games to two and it feels like two of those wins or all three of those wins were lucky wins or something. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying happened here. But like, even if they are, I still feel like you give me two shots to win it. I'm I'm down with that because you just saw the blues, what the blues won two games in Minnesota now in the series. So if they manage to lose game six, I still feel like fairly confident they can win game seven in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. but I also do feel like, I don't know. I hope they can carry over what happened in the third period into the next game. Cause I really do think they like locked into like 2019 blues hockey of like, we're just going to possess the puck and we're going to score and we're going to, it might not be like the most flashing, exciting hockey for everyone to watch, but it is like winning hockey and we're just, and we're just going to end the series now um and Mm -hmm. i think i am kind of with you i will see how i feel thursday but right now i'm kind of feeling like they they can do it (laughs) flip flip side i think of like you're gonna do it because one other goddamn choice to (laughs) you i think it would be like game six against boston in st louis where it was like just win the cup in st louis Uh and they got like blitz six one i was like cool game seven and this is obviously not quite the same uh, level here but it's like well you never know but i do feel like maybe that maybe that weighs on some of these guys or they I remember that sort of thing and it's like you know what we need to be able to just put this one away we don't want to like spend any more energy on having to do a whole game seven um yeah. so that's a long way of saying i'm confident <laughs> <laughs> well
1: Uh, Hockey Reference. Hockey Reference has a page for everything. Uh, Any series in the 420, nice number, uh, that have gone to a 3-2 series lead at some point in hockey history, uh, 79% of the time the team with the 3-2 series lead goes on to win the series. Not um, enough. Not
0: enough 332
1: out of 420. Um, So, you know, obviously that's not Past performance does not indicate future results. On that one, you got to be very clear on the on the legal uh, hedging there. But you know, it's certainly the odds are in our favor. Natural hat trick by uh, David Braun by Vladimir Tarasenko. Great performance by Jordan Bennington has the Blues one game away from the second round, and we just won't even talk about what the second round entails. We're just going to stay right here, focused on the moment, be very positive. This is the um, more fun part. That's right. Um, And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. So we'll talk to you all on Thursday, I assume, Uh, hopefully with glad tidings and warm pleasantries. Uh, And until then, good night and good luck. See ya.